What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we're gonna be talking about the cryptocurrency Ethereum. I am more excited and more bullish on this than ever. I've been buying some, I've been getting deeper into the NFT game and been thinking that this has truly the potential to change the world in so many different ways and is really blossoming and finding huge product market fit and traction in the real world, not just with speculation. We are at a huge growing up moment for all cryptocurrencies in the past year. We've seen a new renaissance of Bitcoin, Ethereum, taking them to all time highs, coming back a little bit, now resurging. And I think crypto is going mainstream. It's worth trillions of dollars, a couple trillion dollars if you take all cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin, now the leading cryptocurrency in terms of network value, is at about a trillion dollars in network value, which is price per Bitcoin times amount of Bitcoins in circulation. That's the number one cryptocurrency at a trillion. Ethereum right now, is, uh, as I make this video, is about 3,700 or 3,800 per token. Uh, that puts it total times the amount of tokens at about a $442 billion market capitalization or network value. So a little bit of less than half of Bitcoin. There's a lot of theories about will Ethereum overtake Bitcoin? I'll get to that in another video. But I just wanted to focus on what is happening on the Ethereum blockchain right now because I am fascinated by this and I think we are at a huge coming of age moment. First of all, Ethereum recently uh, launched their layer two solutions in an attempt to uh, make it easier to transact on the network because Ethereum's biggest problem right now is that so many people are using it that you have to pay to do a transaction on this decentralized network of computers. And every time you pay, the price to do some sort of complex NFT buys sometimes can be as much as $100 just in a terms of a transaction fee. And you might say, damn, that's bad, that's weird. But that's the free market price of what people are willing to pay to transact on this network because they want to so bad. It's a symptom of how clogged up the network is because so many people want to use it. It's like if you went to your favorite restaurant down the block and they had a line down the block, you'd be like, damn, this sucks. But it's probably because their burgers are so good. And so that's what's happening with Ethereum right now is there is so much amazing stuff happening on this network. I want to run through a couple of the big pieces of news that just happened um, in the projects that I'm looking at and watching for. The first one is that Visa recently bought a crypto punk for $150,000. That's right, this is a little JPEG that Visa, the payment company bought, and they're like, oh, we wanna be a pioneer in holding all these different cool financial assets. You know, we have this, we have that, we added a CryptoPunk. So in just the way that Tesla added Bitcoin to their balance sheet as a store of value hedge against inflation and a way to think about storing value in the future, Visa, with a similar thought process, did so of buying a CryptoPunk. And the levels of genius to this move were incredible. First of all, CryptoPunk, put out by this group called Larva Labs, which was a pioneer in setting up NFTs on the Ethereum blockchain, CryptoPunks is largely looked at as the first, first true sort of NFT project or NFT launch on Ethereum network. So in terms of internet history, this is a huge staple of Ethereum and internet's history as a whole, especially in the crypto art universe. That's why these simple little basic art JPEGs that you might think are pointless are actually representative of such a huge, huge amount of movement um, in the space. And just to put this on context, just on OpenSea alone, which is the leading NFT marketplace, CryptoPunks have traded 210,000 Ethereum worth in just the past 30 days. That's at an average price of 3,000 Ethereum. That's $630 million worth of CryptoPunks traded on the Ethereum network. So Visa was $150,000 of that. And so Visa, these huge established companies are now buying CryptoPunks to hold them on values on the balance sheet. And this was such a genius move because the amount of marketing, I mean, I'm talking about Visa now. I hate, I'm already like, damn, like should I be switching from MasterCard, right? Like they don't have an NFT, but um, nah, but the amount of free marketing they got from this, and it's not like they just spent $150,000, like they actually invested in something that's probably gone up in value since then. And so this is totally changing the paradigm and what people have think of as art and collectibles. And I'm in a big believer that we are at this huge moment where people are, I call it the awakening, 
thinking about how do I store value that I've created, you know? I work so hard to get all this money and I wanna store my value over time, so is the best way to do that a US dollar? Or maybe there's a different way. It used to be gold could be a hedge against the US dollar because they're always printing more. The value of that your dollar has to, to purchase a cup of coffee goes down every year, you know? Starbucks keeps getting more expensive. So um, people want, a, and that's accelerating, and I don't see us ever going back from this accelerated spiral of dilution or inflation. And so people are searching, I think smartly, for different ways to store their wealth. And whether it's Bitcoin, now we're in a new sort of second wave of that tidal wave, which I think culture and art and the cultural zeitgeist is becoming an investable asset and a way to store value over time. So what do I mean by that? Art has always been a thing to store value over time. Now it's collectible, sports cards, trading cards, comics, um, flamethrowers, Tesla tequila, Tesla short shorts, like all of these are real assets. And within that bubble, of course, is, or I get, maybe it's a bubble, who knows, is NFTs. And so I think non-fungible tokens, um, for, for those that want to know, like a quick primer on that, you know, the Ethereum uh, blockchain, it's sort of like Bitcoin is just to send money between two people. Ethereum is this new thing with smart contracts. We can build in a code that can actually do something into the blockchain. So it's a new decentralized, trustless way to actually run code and do stuff. And so now, not, but NFTs are kind of a simple utilization of that in that it's just a unique sort of ID. So I can verify, like I do own this art, like in the digital universe, there's one copy of this. It's a non-fungible token. It's a one of one and I own it in my Ethereum wallet and that's verifiable. And with one click, I can trade it or send it to whoever I want. It's honestly not that big of a breakthrough when you think about it. It's just like a ledger keeping track of stuff, but it's a frictionless, decentralized, permissionless way to say who owns what. And now it's sort of given a renaissance to these digital pieces of art, because if your art is digital, then it can be sent and stored as an NFT and sent without anybody stopping you. And so CryptoPunks were the first sort of utilization of this. And that's why as being becoming a piece of internet history, they've soared in value from just $10,000 a CryptoPunk, you know, a few months ago to now hundreds of thousands of dollars per CryptoPunk. You have people like, uh, you know, Odell Beckham are buying them and putting them as their, their avatar. Jay-Z did that as well. There's only 10,000 of these and they're becoming looked at as incredibly famous paintings. And so I think this is just the start. And yes, we may be in sort of a bubble right now where the price of Ethereum is soaring and potentially a little bit overvalued. This is actually one thing I've been thinking about because so many people are just buying Ethereum to buy NFTs. Maybe we're in a little bit of a bubble of that. But I do think there's a lot of realness happening here because we can manifest whatever we want. Whatever we decide value, has value will have value. You know, I think the Mona Lisa is whack, but enough people think it's dope to where it's worth a gazillion dollars, right? So to me, CryptoPunks could be equally as rational or irrational. And the fact that you see all these thought leaders putting money into them will manifest their own value. But the truth and where the exciting part of NFTs is, we're seeing a layer two of NFTs. And this is a project that I'm super stoked to be. I bought one of um, Gary V's V Friends project. And you know, I love Gary Vee. He inspired me to do hyperchange. He's had a huge impact on my life and he's a huge pioneer of internet culture, early investor in Facebook, Twitter, Venmo, just all this cool stuff. I mean, he's an influencer, but he's also a CEO. Like he truly gets the internet and the cultural zeitgeist better than anyone I've almost seen is super deep in the collectible game. So for months behind the scenes, he was prepping his own NFT project. Known as V Friends, Gary V's project uh, V Friends is a way to, he actually drew like these, a bunch of little animal characters and they're all like little like, you know, sayings. It's like the focus Falcon, that's the one I have. Like the, and it's just all these cute little animals with like kind of business wisdom in each little one of them. And so they're all original arts done by Gary. So he drew all of them, so that's dope. Um, there's a little bit of, you know, it's like his art on the blockchain, but what's so special about these is they actually have rewards baked into them. So each one of these tokens, or some of them, or most of them, I think, um, at least the one that I got is, gives you access to this thing called VCon, which is a conference that he's gonna hold in 2022, 2023, and 2024. 
24. So not only am I buying this unique non-fungible piece of art that I get to hold and collect in my Ethereum wallet, but I also have admission to this conference because of that. So he was able to auction off admissions to this future conference through this NFT program. So this is, to me, such a pioneering way of, of putting in functionality of the real world value and utility into the digital metaverse with NFTs. That's why I personally invested in this project, A, because I want to go to this conference. Um, I think it'll be amazing content, networking for hyperchange, who's who's going to be there. And if not, I think there's going to, there could be a bidding war for who wants to go to this Gary Vee conference. I mean, there's only a certain amount of spots. You have to buy the NFT to get there. What if, you know, Jay-Z wants to go and he's like, I don't care how much, I'll drop a million to go. And there's only a certain amount of, there's only 10,000 of these that will ever be created. So in many ways, I'm getting kind of nerding out on that project, but I just think that's a perfect example of like someone real with millions and millions of followers who is a pioneer in internet culture using this technology to do something really cool that people are actually paying money for and getting value from. Like this is real, this is happening. Um, and to me, who is waiting for real world traction on the Ethereum network, I think this is a, a huge proof point of it. And so when I think about the potential of Ethereum, um, I think, you know, I heard once the potential of Ethereum is like the limit of human creativity, which I think is so incredible. And like you heard stories about this 12 year old who made like 400K in Ethereum. Uh, and he even says like, I'm not converting this to fiat anytime soon. Like I'm keeping it as ETH, like love that. And it just shows how it democratizes, you know, the people who are hustlers who want to deploy code, who just learn it and do it can just run with their ideas on the Ethereum network and it's permissionless, it's decentralized. Nobody can stop them. And I think it's such a beautiful thing and like, um, I also want to give a shout out to Joy World, who's one of my favorite NFT artists. The first, I interviewed him on the channel. He is creating like this VR world with all these one-of-one one NFTs. There's only 129 of them. When I interviewed him, they were like 40 or 50,000 a pop. Now the minimum you can buy one for is 700,000. I wish I got one. Um, but he's they're, they're just so cool. And he's building this VR world around it. And what's even more exciting about all of that is the way that the artists get paid because he, you can build in royalties to your NFT. So, you know, Da Vinci sells his painting, some rich douchebag in Florence buys it, he flips it to the next guy, Da Vinci's not seeing any of that profit. NFTs are changing the game with that. NFTs are making it so every time one of these Joy Worlds is resold, a portion of that money goes back to the original artist. He's incentivized to help blowing up the art. He's incentivized to continue to be a part of that project. So. It, this is why I made this tweet that's like, if you love art, you love Ethereum, because I think it helps artists get paid. This has never been a better incentive for you to create art and create something beautiful because you can actually get paid for it like never before. And so I think artists are super underpaid in our society and that this is an incredible new technology to where artists are getting paid. And so there's so many different levels to where this just absolutely excites me. And I think we're at the cusp of people seeing this working, of people seeing how much money's flowing into it, people seeing how much successful things like Gary Vee's V Friends are. And there's probably 50 insane, mind-blowing projects on the back burner that are being built right now as we speak that are gonna launch on Ethereum soon. So I, what I'm trying to say here is, if you think about this as a company, and yes, okay, Bitcoin's more decentralized. It was started by an anonymous founder. Ethereum is started by Vitalik Buterin, this savage coder. Yes, he's kind of having control of, that, of it with him and his homies coding it, but still decentralized. But I think that's kind of an asset. It's like a startup with a CEO and it's different, but I think it has its own strengths. And so I think Ethereum um, has a, so many, first of all, was the first one to invent and do the smart contracts thing. Yes, there's a lot of competitors with maybe lower transaction fees, a little bit better mousetrap, but the bottom line is you need to have network effects. You need to have millions of people using it. Um, I do think one of the risks of Ethereum is how easy is it for something like Solana or Cardano to gain adoption if we just want to switch? 
Um, Solana, I think, is the number two project that I would consider as an Ethereum competitor. That's just what I hear from my ETH friends who are smarter than me, but it doesn't have the tools built around it. It doesn't have the traction. So I don't know, you know, is it too late? Will Ethereum always win because it was first with the network effects or will we, will switching costs be easy enough where something like Solana takes off? I also think that if this is part of Ethereum growing up, of course you're going to have copycats of Ethereum start blowing up because Ethereum's blowing up. And so it's going to bring all these little coins with it. And so my personal bet on the space is I feel like Ethereum's been de-risked. It's been out in the wild for years. It's being used for millions of billions of dollars are moving on it. All of these huge thought leaders in the world are buying art, storing it on there. The smartest coder friends I know are building apps on top of this. Shout out to Mike and Rainbow, which I think is like the coolest, um, like, I don't know, I just love what Rainbow's doing. They're an app where you can trade your NFTs and buy and sell Ethereum and, and sort of the on-ramp or the, the UI for the Ethereum blockchain. And so I love that app and I'm an investor in it. I don't know, I'm just so passionate about the pace of innovation in this space, the excitement in this space, um, the way it's unlocking financial liquidity and transparency for all of these assets. I mean, I think it's not just gonna be NFTs, it's gonna be everything that's collectible. All art will be eventually tradable on the Ethereum blockchain. And I'm actually kind of working on some stuff on that, so but I'll, I'll be skiing on that later. But yes, so anyway, the point of this video is I'm trying to document, I'm documenting my investing journey on hyperchange and I, my conviction in Ethereum has never been higher. I've been putting money into Ethereum. I've been buying money into these NFT projects. I think this is just fascinating me. It's captured my curiosity um, of just the most exciting thing happening in finance and art and culture. And it's connecting all of these and it's and it just feels like the future. And I know the metaverse gets thrown around a lot, but I do think we're on the cusp of being in the matrix. And I do think it could be something like Ethereum that's the backbone of that. And so watching it now and getting in early feels like the early days of the internet. I mean, all you have to do is look at a chart of the traction on OpenSea, which is the leading NFT marketplace, and you will see this is exponential internet early days like growth. So this is HyperChange signing off. My quick valuation of Ethereum is, I think we're gonna see the potential for billions, tens of billions, hundreds of billions of dollars moved on this network. It's not just about moving money, it's about moving culture. It's about buying, selling, culture, art, access to real world events. It, the potential of Ethereum is the potential of human creativity with the smart contract functionality. I think that's trillions and tens of trillions and twenties of trillions, not taking away from the legacy banking system, but creating a new market that's beautiful where artists get paid, that where new things that could have never been created before get created. And right now it's 442 billion. And I think a lot of it's been de-risked. I think it's a 10, it's a 20, it's a 30 X from here in the next five, 10 to 15 years. And that's why I'm hyped about it. Of course, this isn't financial advice, but that's, that's what I'm scheming on. That's what I think. So anyway, this is HyperChange. I want to know what y'all think in the comments below. Please leave it. Um, this has been fun. See y'all next time. Peace.